This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hi, everybody. It's Molly here popping in all by myself to say that I am going to be teaching a writing workshop coming up soon. It's going to be on April 11th. That's a Sunday from 12 noon to 2.30 p.m. Pacific. And it's called Taking Happiness Seriously, an Approach to Writing Emotion. It is for uh, writers of all kinds, even people who feel shy about calling themselves writers. And I'm going to be talking about an approach that I use to try to get real life emotion onto the page in a way that feels vibrant and true. So join me if you'd like to uh, to sign up. Just go to mollyweisenberg.com slash shop. So that's mollyweisenberg.com slash shop. Hopefully I'll see you on April 11th. Thanks. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. This is our third time recording the intro, and we finally have a lot of energy. Yeah, I've been pounding Red Bulls, monsters. Um, that this is not. We already did an energy drink show. This isn't yeah. it. But like, yeah, no. I drank some pretend imaginary energy drinks. Well, and, and nothing makes me feel as energetic as today's show topic, which is chicken nuggets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they refer? They're referring to when they say dank nugs. I've never heard that. I mean, I've heard dank, <laughs> but I've never heard dank nugs. <laughs> I think it. I think it's a chicken. Are those thing. like weed? weed Buds, weed, weed berries. Those I think they're weed, weed berries. Chunks. Yes, yeah. My favorite uh, uh, available only grain. in Seattle uh, <laughs> breakfast cereal. <laughs> weed berries. Okay. All right, Matthew. It is nine forty-six in the morning when we're recording this. Do you have any chicken nuggets nearby? I don't have any chicken nuggets nearby, but I want to tell you about Comedy Week on Stitcher. Was that a good segue? Yes, yes, this is perfect. They are celebrating our show and many other hilarious podcasts for April Fool's No Tricks, Just Treats. You can listen Mm -hmm. to Spilled Milk and many, many other great comedy shows. Discover some new obsessions for free on Stitcher. And here's how it works. You You can check out their curated homepage to find your next comedy podcast obsession. So like Comedy Bang Bang, How Did This Get Made? And you can listen to them ad 
free. Yep, for $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you can use the code SPILLEDMILK to sign up for Stitcher Premium and get our show ad-free, all those other shows ad-free. That's at stitcher.com slash premium. And uh, it's not valid on in-app purchases. Don't you love being curated? I love it when we get curated. I do too. I, Especially I, I, when we get curated like in a like an old-fashioned uh, uh, curating shack with, with a little smoke. <laughs> yes, <laughs> old-fashioned curating shack. <laughs> so dumb. Let's talk about chicken nuggets. How about it? Okay, so Matthew, here we are. We're doing chicken nuggets. Was this suggested by someone? <laughs> I think it was suggested by me. I think it was a thing on a previous episode where I'm like, I can't believe we've never done chicken nuggets and you were like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, you know, usually one of us does the research for any given episode. Today, we really split it up and we emphasized our strengths. Yeah, I think you did most of it, though. I went deep on the corporate research and Matthew threw in a few things about eating and cooking. Anyway, but um, yeah, so today we're talking about chicken nuggets, which I think most of us think of as primarily like an industrial food. Yeah. But I actually, I was intrigued to learn more about them and think about how like I have actually encountered many a chicken nugget that I enjoy. Aha. Yeah, it's not just dinosaurs. I don't even, you wrote that on the agenda and I was like, what are you even talking about? Okay, we'll get there. Okay. Um, All right, let's go down memory lane. Did you eat chicken nuggets as a child? I imagine this is being a thing your mom would would not let you eat. No, I I was allowed to eat this. So here's the thing. When I was a kid, we didn't really go to McDonald's. My mom preferred Wendy's, I think, because do you yep. remember the, the period of time when they had a baked potato bar and stuff? And mm-hmm. Yeah. We more often went to Wendy's, and at Wendy's, I would always get, you know, like the kids' meal. However, at some point in childhood, I got the opportunity to go to McDonald's, or like we, we broke the seal on McDonald's, and, oh, and yeah. we started going. And it was years before I ever had a burger at McDonald's, because all I ever ordered at McDonald's was the chicken nugget. Okay, yeah. And I would always get, what was this? Is the smallest size, was it four-piece, six-piece? Oh, boy. Uh, oh, the I smallest think a lot of people, is four. Is it four? I was going to say five, but like I, I remember it's like the, the progression of sizes was kind of unexpected, right? Yeah, we're going to say more about that in a minute. And it seems to me that as a, as a kid or like an adolescent, I would have gotten the four-piece, but for some reason the phrase six-piece chicken nugget just comes rolling right off my tongue. It does sound so good. I must have gotten the six-piece chicken nugget and I would always get it with honey for dipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think no, somebody told good. me that was like the way to do it. And I was the kind of kid who, if you told me it was the way to do it, that's how I would do it. That makes sense. Now, could, can we name all the dipping sauces off the top of our head? Absolutely not. I only ever had honey. Because there was, there was honey. Was there also honey mustard? I want to say that there was. There's barbecue. There's sweet okay. and sour. Is that, that might be it. Like some, if, uh, most people listening, I think, know the answer and are going to be very disappointed in us. Yeah. And that's I mean, okay. It does seem like there should be something creamy, like a ranch dressing situation. But that would be best with like a spicy nugget. Yeah, or say I a agree. wing. Which we'll get to, so, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So what about you, Matthew? Were there many chicken nuggets in your childhood? Kind of. So... I don't remember, honestly, whether they were not one of my favorites as a kid. 
I did not like Chicken McNuggets, which I know makes me like that's even weirder than not liking ketchup as a kid. Like I, something about them. I'm still not a big fan of Chicken McNuggets. I don't know what it is. No, I have a very vivid memory. And, and I should say McDonald's really was the only place I ever ate chicken nuggets. I have a very vivid memory of like getting a little like gristly mouthful that like wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't chew. <laughs> so I remember when Burger King introduced chicken tenders, which like we can argue and I think we are going to argue like viciously about whether chicken strips are chicken nuggets. Chicken tenders maybe a little more on the chicken strip end of the spectrum, but they I thought they were much better than than McNuggets. I think that I thought that anything that wasn't a McNugget was just sort of like a sad, like second generation, like uh, watered down. Yeah, I mean, because well, like I, I think frozen nug, like Costco frozen nuggets, like started to become a thing around the same time we would have been discovering our nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> How old were you um, when you discovered your nugget? <laughs> I don't know. They just like, I guess, kind of from the time they descended. You have two of them. Yes, yeah. I got the two pack. <laughs> we discovered about the smallest size. Okay. This is one of our dumbest bits. But they're more, ever. they're more strip shaped, which is unusual. <laughs> what do you mean? Strip shaped, like do you have to strip to get to them? Or? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I guess. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so then, eventually, I I, uh, I tried the Wendy's chicken nuggets. I think those are the best. Love <laughs> how <laughs> you just brought it right back. Okay, um, but I've never had Wendy's chicken nuggets. Seriously, I really think I thought this was only a thing that could exist at McDonald's. But haven't you gotten the four for four at Wendy's? Absolutely not. I only get like a cheeseburger at Wendy's. Okay. That's all I ever get. Because like I well, and a frosty. I, I feel like if I start talking about the four for four, it's going to sound like uh, this episode was sponsored by Wendy's, which unfortunately <laughs> it was not. Wait but, a minute, like, hold on. What's the four for four? The four for four is the is like uh, the greatest and most terrible achievement of capitalism. Because for four dollars, <laughs> you get like a small burger of your choice, which can be like a yeah, you know, like a bacon cheeseburger. I think four nuggets. Uh, small fries and a drink, which you can substitute a frosty at no additional charge. This is amazing. It's amazing. And I don't want to eat a burger and chicken nuggets. Yeah, no, that's my thought every time I order it, and then I get it, and then I eat all those nuggets. <laughs> what about the, all the burger and all the fries? I think I kind of eat everything. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and then okay. and then I'm kind of good for the day. Okay. All right, so hold on. Let's let's just get right into it here. Like, what are, what chicken, are chicken nuggets, chicken nuggets? and why? Okay. okay, so Matthew, this is going to answer like a lot of the questions that you wrote into the agenda about the definition and like the lines between chicken nuggets and other chicken things. I'm so happy about that. Here we go. A chicken nugget is a small piece of deboned chicken that is breaded or battered, then deep fried or apparently sometimes baked. But I don't know who does that. Of course, it's most popular in the world of fast food. 
it's also sold as like a frozen food for home use. But let's talk really quick. I want to talk about like chicken nugget history. But first, I want to talk about how they're made. Yes, Um, please. Do I want to know? Well, we'll get into like, you know, the the Frankenstein version of these in a minute. But at its most basic, the idea of a chicken nugget is just deboned meat. But there are three different ways of deboning meat. (laughs) Oh, okay. 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 You ready? Yeah. So you could either do it manually with a knife. Okay. Okay. Probably that's probably not probably how nuggets are done. There are also machines that do it with like a series of automatic blades, which is kind of cool to imagine. That is pretty cool. Like that would cut up the chicken and then like turn different cuts in different ways to remove the bones. Has Wolverine ever been hired to debone chicken? Is that like a construction company like uh, <laughs> like <laughs> or, or do you mean the the animal? Uh no. <laughs> Keep, keep going. No, I want to hear. I want to hear more guesses about what Wolverine is. Well, I'm thinking like, um, you know, like the the companies that make like excavators and dump trucks uh, and stuff. I was thinking Wolverine, the comic book X Man. Oh, who who's like a a guy a guy with claws? Okay, like a claw. Is, is, what, is about, one of your, what about um Edward Scissorhands? That's a good point. I almost, Edward Scissorhands is kind of the the uh, original Wolverine, except probably Wolverine predated Edward Scissorhands. I almost referred to him as Johnny Scissorhands. For some reason, that was just the name that came up for me first. Yeah, okay. no, like like Ed Wolverine, like Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> like like Johnny Scissor Penis would all would all they have a support group for for like people with blades. Uh, okay. And wait, I'm not done with the three. Oh, I know. <laughs> but, but we made it through two of them, and uh, that's good enough. Okay. No, so, let's hear the okay, third one. Matthew, so s- repeat for me. What have we learned? <laughs> what, is, what is one way of deboning chicken? Okay, one way is manually with a knife. Okay. One way is Wolverine, <laughs> a.k.a. The, a machine with blades. Okay. The third way is by grinding. So you can imagine, like, you just put the whole thing in the grinder, and, like, the stuff that cannot be ground apparently won't pass through the plate. But this seems really frightening to me. It's it's very, yeah. It's like, it's definitely like, you know, a, a like, how the sausage is made kind of scenario. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Anyway, so if grinding is the method, of course, then the resulting, like, meat paste has to be shaped back into a nugget. But of course. It, of course, you know, if it's done manually or with, with Edward Scissorhands, <laughs> then you wind up with something that's more like a strip or, or like a tender, right? Like something that you could actually produce in your own kitchen. Oh, so, so that's, that's the one where it's not ground. Correct. Okay. I mean, I think most of the time what we encounter in like the fast food context, we think of as being like made from meat paste. Yeah, because I of think all those so. horror videos about McDonald's, which we'll get past, back to in a minute. But okay, but yeah. So so basically, I do think that chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, chicken strips, all these things, I think, are the same thing. But I think that some people choose the word that they use to maybe try to point us thinking in the, the direction of like a higher class, fancier, just like deboned piece of chicken as opposed to meat paste. Oh, I think it works. Like I definitely think of a ch- like a chicken tender as being higher class than a chicken nugget. But like I'm just I'm just falling for their for their well, PR. Well, and also we can I mean, 
you can buy chicken tenders like it, it, at the butcher shop, you know? Yes. So it, right. it no, feels understand. like it's closer to the the actual animal that it came from, even though in truth it, it's just encountered a fewer a few fewer blades. Yes. But but may have like <laughs> it may have passed through the the hands of Edward Scissorhands and Wolverine on, I mean, on its way to your plate. It might have. It might have. One can never say. So hold on. Um I I think that like to sort of get to how we got here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think we about, got here on some, some sort of excavator. Let's talk about, um, do you remember the episode when we were flying around in a dumpster? <laughs> I do. I don't remember what episode that, that was. Sometime was in why, 2020. But... Okay, anyway, let's talk about when these became like a thing. I'm going to guess the 80s. So you're close. It was actually the late 70s. Okay. When they became like sort of a mass market thing. But interestingly enough, and I do think this is kind of interesting. You know I love the old like corporate history. Yes, I do too. So chicken nuggets as like um, a concept of like a food product that could be battered and fried and then frozen and distributed. Mm-hmm. Like the product itself was invented in the 50s. Now, I'm not okay. saying that like prior to that, nobody had ever battered and fried a piece of chicken. That's not what I'm saying. But like as an industrial product that we know as a chicken nugget. So that you're saying about, before that, nobody ever, ever battered and fried a piece of chicken. That's exactly what I'm okay. saying. You have been listening. So according to Wikipedia, there was this guy named Robert C. Baker, who was a food science professor at Cornell. And he was the one who invented the mechanism that made it possible to like mass produce what we now know as the chicken nugget. So chicken and, nuggets have an Ivy League pedigree. Yes. In fact, according to Wikipedia, whatever this phrase means, he published his version of the chicken nugget as an unpatented academic work. Okay. It never never occurred to me to do this kind of work when I was in academia. Like to to do like weird chicken experiments? Yeah, I just never thought of it. So many missed opportunities. Yeah, no, you you could have been like a principal chicken investigator. I could have been. Anyway, he called it a chicken crispy. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So apparently around this time, the meat industry was trying to figure out how to make something like what we now know as the chicken nugget. But they were having trouble on two fronts. They were having trouble like getting the meat to clump without some sort of like a casing or a skin. Okay. And then also producing a batter that could be both deep fried and frozen without like detaching from the meat clump. <laughs> I I get where they're coming from cuz like I've I've had like a like a coating detach in the kitchen. This yeah. it sounds like this is a setup for a bit, but but like actually it's no, real. it's just really gross when that happens and upsetting. He came up with some innovations which honestly seem like just good food science, he came up with some innovations that solved both problems. So in order to make the the meat hold together, he coated it in vinegar, salt, grains, and some milk powder. Okay. To like kind of like making a meatball, frankly. Like yeah. it seems like he just used some like binding stuff. And then he used an egg and grain-based batter which sounds to me like any batter. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what a batter is. Right? That could be fried as well as frozen. Anyway, thank you, Robert C. Baker. um, I mean, his name was Robert C. Baker, but it seems like he was more of a fryer than a baker. Right? Right? Yeah. Really makes you think. Yeah. Then... Then we really get into corporate history, which is that I think that the nugget really became what it is today, 
when McDonald's brought out the McNugget. Okay, when was that? The recipe was developed in the late 70s for what is known as Chicken McNuggets, which is its own recipe. And it was launched into select markets in 1981 and then kind of became, I, I saw that it went to Canada in 1984 and I assume sort of, you know, spread out from there. Anyway, so so yeah, Matthew, you and I have grown up in the age of the McNugget. We are we are substantially made of McNuggets. Yeah. We yes, exactly. And what I find really fascinating and weird about the McNugget is, as I learned from researching this episode, their nuggets come in four shapes. Are you ready? Yes, I've heard this before (laughs) and always forget. Okay, the bell, the bow tie the ball and the boot. So these shapes were reportedly chosen because McDonald's claims that they are the perfect equilibrium of, oh my God, dipability, <laughs> which my <laughs> autocorrect changed to disability. Yeah. No, no, no. They are the perfect equilibrium of <laughs> dipability and fun. Three would have been too few and five would have been like wacky. So, Matthew, I found a picture out there uh, on the interweb of the four shapes, although what appears to be the, the maybe the bow tie shape here is called, called the, the bone, bone. Yeah. shape. These, to me, just look like No, I think, I think you could nuggets. go, like, if you didn't know about this, you could, like, go through your whole life casually munching nuggets and not notice that, like, there are only four fundamental shapes. I'm struggling. I mean, so now that I learned this, I do remember eating one of the ones that is technically boot shaped. Me too. That's the that's the the outlier. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to miss that one because it, it's really it's got this like Italy thing going on. Like it's really got a little a little heel. Yes. No. It's it's definitely it's, it's got it it's got a whole Italy thing going on. Like it's really it's called one country, but it's really like a lot of like autonomous regions yes. with their with their own history and culture. I remember dipping the Puglia in my honey. Yes, exactly. I yeah. remember the uh the the um you got you gotta really get in on that basilicata. It's got got a little uh uh, peppery, like like red peppery kick. Oh, God. I really, really love the way that Emilia Romagna, is it Emilia Romagna or Emilia mm-hmm. Romana? Yeah, Emilia Romagna. Romagna, it tastes with barbecue sauce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like and if, it, it makes sense because Emilia Romagna, like it, of all the regions of Italy, goes through the most barbecue sauce. <laughs> Anyway, they're partial um, to sweet baby rays. Okay, so wait, Matthew, but look at these shapes. So the I'm the staring ball, at them the right now. I can't look away. Are like not that different. Like if you turned the ball like forty five degrees to the left, it would just look like a bell. Well, and they're only one letter, one vowel different. <laughs> you right. I feel I feel like I'm high <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh, I'm this not. is so fun. Anyway, um, yeah, so I did not really know this, but I mean, I get it. Like, I, 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 although I think if I had to choose one, I would just keep eating the boot over and over and over again. I, I agree. The boot is it's the fun ideal to nibble off the little. What, which, what is the point of the boot? No, not the point <laughs> as in like the, the goal, but, but in Italy, like, because the Puglia is the heel of the boot, right? Mm, uh, well, yeah. Heading, is Campania yes. the toe of the boot? Maybe. All right. I'm, I'm sorry. I have to I've I have been to, to both do this. regions, to but I can't tell you. 
Um, does Puglia extend all the way down to the Calabria. tip of the heel? Calabria. Calabria is the toe of the boot. And then Puglia Campan- is the heel. Okay. Does Puglia go all the way to like the vibram sole of the heel? No, that's Basilicata. That's what I thought. I did not, because Puglia is a little higher on the heel. Okay. So, no, no. Puglia goes all the way down to, to the sole of the heel and like kind of up the back of the shoe. Boot. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. And then Basilicata is like is like the uh, the arch. Got it. Okay. So Basilicata would be on the the Mediterranean side, and Puglia is on the Aegean. No, the. Oh no! Uh, I just closed the map. Oh my it, but, god! Oh no! No, I'm sorry. This is so important to this, this episode, so I need to pull this important. right need... back up. Okay, just a minute. What what sea is that over there? The Adriatic. Puglia is on the Adriatic. God. I almost said Aegean, and I was like, that's wrong. So so Calabria is on the Ionian Sea on the south side, or, or the east side, and, and the Tyrrhenian Sea on the west side, which is part of the Mediterranean. They're both yes. part of the Mediterranean. Got it. And uh, uh, Basilicata is on the Gulf. They, the, 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 like, in Seoul, uh, the, the arch area forms the Gulf of Toronto. Toronto. Okay. Not, not Toronto. Not, not Canada? No. Uh, where's Ontario? <laughs> Um, Ontario is in uh, Eastern or- Eastern Oregon and Southern California. We, remember, uh, we went to Ontario for, for our uh, Oh, retreat. it's also in Canada. Yeah. God, I just served that right to you, dude. You were just talking about Toronto. Yes, I know, I know Ontario's in Canada. <laughs> this is our worst episode yet. <laughs> okay, anyway. I'm, um, I'm, yeah, I'm so I, mad now. I'm going to Wolverine out. I totally would dip my Puglia in in honey. (laughs) (laughs) No, I already used that joke, Matthew. I was just bringing it back. No, no, I know. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances, like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it, no charge. <laughs> uh-huh, so like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet Totally allowed. Oh, I love this. Oh, I see. They even have special pet items you can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier (laughs) when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm -hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody, nobody. Yeah, so like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Can we just go back to this question of like the pink slime? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, this so that's pink... that's like the machine where they grind it up with the bones and and remove the bones. So yeah, is is the pink slime something other than just like super finely ground chicken meat with the bones sort of sieved out? Well, I think that maybe I'm guessing here because I did not go deep on the pink slime investigative trail. 
I had enough of that when I was like in middle school. Yeah, sure. But I venture to guess that there are like preservatives and things in there that make it yeah. that color. Oh, and, right? and like additional fat for sure. Like, yes. like, cause a whole, a whole chicken is not that fatty, well, but, correct. but a chicken nugget is. Well, and, you know, surprising no one, a study in the American Journal of Medicine analyzed the composition of chicken nuggets from two American fast food chains. They found that less than half of the material was skeletal muscle. So muscle being what we usually eat of chicken, right? Uh, sure. With fat occurring in an equal or greater proportion. Other components included... I mean, that epi- sounds pretty good to me. Right? Like, <laughs> like well-marbled beef. Okay. Yeah. Um, other components included epithelial tissue, bone, nervous tissue, and connective tissue. The authors concluded that chicken nuggets are mostly fat, and their name is a misnomer. I don't know. I mean, nugget I can know. mean fat. Like, you can have a nugget of gold. Why can't you have a nugget of fat? Yeah, absolutely. Matthew, hold on. Let, let's just go a little further into, like, the, the weird things about chicken nuggets. I will go as far down the nugget hole as you're willing to take me. Okay, okay. Uh, so, uh, there's a person named Thomas Wellborn. I love the name. <laughs> it's a funny name. Okay. Who holds the world record for eating chicken nuggets. Okay. 42 chicken nuggets. That's 746 grams in three minutes so three oh, minutes yeah. 42 nuggets honestly i was a little surprised that it wasn't more than that hmm. well i mean it's just it's like the three minute cutoff because yeah. that makes it that makes it really like more about speed than well, capacity no, no no that's not what i'm saying but I, I i am yeah i guess you're right okay i mean because obviously he was still hungry after that <laughs> <laughs> okay um the how many lo- chicken nuggets do you think you could eat like, I think I once listened to an episode of maybe the Doughboys podcast uh, where they did like a chicken nugget power hour where they were trying to eat one nugget per minute for an hour, which is a bad idea. Uh, I think is... I could eat like eight, maybe. Are we talking about like McDonald's chicken nuggets? Or are we I guess talking so. about or like, like... Or like nuggets of that size? I could definitely do six or eight. Easy. Okay. Big time. Okay, Matthew, let's let's talk about the largest recorded chicken nugget. Okay, picture is this. this like like the largest nugget that was like like an accident, like uh, like an oops all <laughs> nugget accident at the at the McNugget factory where like some kid opened up like the four pack and it was three regular sized ones and like one like 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 sixteen pound like nugget tumor. No, you are way lowballing here because the largest recorded chicken <laughs> nugget weighed fifty one point one pounds. It was three point two five feet long and two feet wide, and it was unveiled at Kosher Fest in Secaucus, New Jersey, in twenty thirteen. The, the the thing is, when you say largest recorded, that makes it sound like it was some sort of natural <laughs> phenomenon, right? No, right? Like like at a McDonald's in Secaucus, New Jersey, like somebody was frying nuggets, turned away for a second, and turned back, and they had all fused together into one fifty one exactly. pound nugget. It sounds like it was one of those like miracles where like they're like you see like the Virgin Mary's face on a nugget. Yes. So I assume that the, that the giant kosher fest nugget was kosher, right? Assuming it, so? I mean, I don't to. know why else it would be at kosher fest. Right. Well, I mean, it, it might have, like, interloped. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think it grew legs and walked in? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Matthew, so wait a minute. Let's. We've been talking all about fast Sorry, food. I have to go back to the world's largest nugget. <laughs> did they, like, cut it up? Okay, first of all, did people eat it? I hope so. I don't want it to go to waste. Like, did they cut it up into, like, regular nugget-sized pieces? 
if so, were they boot shaped? And if not, did they just like ring a bell and then like a bunch of people just like ran in like the Oklahoma land rush and just started gnawing on this nugget until it was gone? And if so, is that on YouTube? The thing is, like, imagine if you cut it up. I mean, this thing is two by three feet. Yeah, so it would be mostly. Be so, it'd be mostly like eating a unbreaded meat. Like a, meat. Yeah, like an unseasoned meatball. Yeah, this sounds bad. This sounds terrible. I'm glad I wasn't there <laughs> Let's for not, it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Wait. Hold on. Actually, I was going to steer us away from fast food nuggets. Okay. Um. But I, first, I do want to talk about the number of nuggets that one can order. Please. So, um, McDonald's describes their chicken McNuggets as small pieces of reconstituted boneless chicken. Wait, is this really what they describe? I can't. I, mean, maybe I don't know. There was a lawsuit, and they have to. <laughs> uh, small pieces of reconstituted boneless chicken meat that have been battered and deep fried. Okay, so the portion sizes that you can order they vary by country. And in the U.S., they come in packs of 4, 6, 10, 20, and 50 in selected stores, which they market for things like the Super Bowl and whatever. Okay. In some other markets, they come in 4, 6, 9, or 20. I remember I 9, I feel like. fascinated by this. Like, how, how, like, how did they decide, like, ooh, let's do 9 in this market and 10 in this market? Like, did they do focus groups? Like, 9 is considered a lucky number in this country, or... I bet it was something like that. That this sounds like the product of like intense marketing research, huh? And also, they wanted to be able to sort of say sixty nine. Yeah, they did. They did. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I think that's all I really need. You to know say. what this reminds me of is like uh, uh, Munchkins. Is that is that are those the ones at Dunkin' Donuts? The donut holes that you can you can yeah. get like in boxes, like like a box of like ten, twenty, like fifty or a hundred, and like the really big box just seems so appealing to me. Even though like after like four donut holes, I'm kind of done. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. Uh, maybe for our next corporate retreat, we'll get like you know the, the one hundred pack or something. No, I mean I think I would be happy just to get like the twenty. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, Matthew, I think we have we've reached the end of of my portion of the show. Can we talk about like chicken tenders or um, like nugget format chicken meat that we've encountered maybe in like uh, non fast food contexts? Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm glad you introduced our, our, my favorite segment, nugget <laughs> format chicken meat. We have encountered. So when I was thinking about chicken nuggets, I asked myself, like, is chicken karage chicken nuggets? And I think it is. I think and, it absolutely is. So it's uh, karage is, is a, a Japanese fried chicken preparation where you, you cut up uh, boneless chicken meat into chunks. Mm-hmm. You marinate it. You bread it. And you fry it. And uh, usually serve it with a squeeze of lemon. And, That's a nugget. Uh, that's a nugget, and it's it's a delicious nugget. Like it, it's like very lightly breaded compared to the nuggets we've been talking about. It's usually just tossed in uh, in like st- uh, starch, corn okay. starch, or potatoes potato starch, something like that. I was gonna I was gonna ask um, how it's breaded. Is it dipped? Is there egg involved? There is not. Okay. Um, so usually it's it's marinated in in you know like with like uh, soy sauce and ginger, something like that, and mm. uh, so so then you've got like this uh, this wet marinated chicken chunk that you then just toss with with a pretty substantial amount of starch and then fry god oh my god like good karage is so good it's so good and it stays hot like i mean it's good cold like all fried chicken is and nuggets nuggets are not right well i i think that yeah once again like i don't want to eat a fast food nugget 
cold because the texture uh, of the like industrially uh, ground nugget meat is like challenging yeah. at best. Right. I mean, there's so you, all that yeah. epithelial tissue in there. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that got me thinking of like, I've definitely had cur- like nugget format Korean fried chicken. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I've, I've been to like a Korean place where I got the Korean fried chicken and it was boneless and it was served in kind of nugget shape. You know, I'm thinking about Hunan, uh, yeah. the, the Chinese restaurant of my youth. I'm just thinking about like I, I can picture right. a platter of their sweet and sour chicken. Yes, that was basically like a, a, a much more delicious version of nuggets. Yes. Oh exactly. my god. No. I, I, why? Why do we only associate? Well, I guess chicken nuggets is an industrial product, but breaded and fried pieces of deboned chicken show up all over the place. I mean, right. obviously, we, still, we we cannot forget to talk about dinosaurs. By the way. Okay, what what about dinosaurs? Because then then we're, we're going to get back to to uh, like non fast food nuggets because there's one other thing that we need to talk about that's very important. But like this, it definitely still exists, and like you can get it at Costco. It's, I think I think like Dino Buddies is one of the brands. It's it's chicken nuggets in in dinosaur shape. I, I bet they all look like the boot. Yeah, I bet they all look like the boot. If the boot is like a stegosaurus. Yes. Do they have um, any that are brontosauruses? Like with a really long neck. Yes. <laughs> That'd but be they, so they good to, for dipping. They had to rebrand them as a patasaurus and then back to brontosaurus. <laughs> Wait a minute. Um, are we back to brontosaurus? I forgot about I think, a patasaurus. I think brontosaurus is back, baby. Really? I think oh, so. Oh, man. I, I got to catch up on this. Yeah, because um, like, weren't you so mad when they when they said it wasn't brontosaurus? Yeah, because I mean, one of the like some of the only dinosaurs that are, are widely known by like just random people are like brontosaurus, T. Rex, maybe Stegosaurus, Triceratops, Velociraptor, but only after uh, yes. Jurassic Park came out. Yeah. That was pretty cool, actually, how Jurassic Park was like, this is going to be your first, this dinosaur you've never heard of is going to be your new favorite dinosaur. Yes. And it worked. It totally worked. What about the old pterodactyl? Do people talk what about a- pterodactyls anymore? I think, I think, like, I among, like, my... Wait a minute. They got their names changed, too. It's like pterodon. Oh, no. Really? I, I think. Oh, okay. Hold on. Because, like, it turned out they did... Wait, wait. Because a don is a tooth, right? Hold and a on. dactyl is, a, is, a, is like a finger. Oh, wait a minute. Pterodactyl. God, this is so important <laughs> for us to it. share this. Pterodactyl is the common term for the winged reptiles properly called pterosaurs. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Scientists typically avoid using the term and concentrate on individual gen- genera? Genera? Genera, yeah. Genera, oh, such there, as there was pterodactylus and pteridon. Okay. Pteranodon. Pteranodon is like a big pterodactyl. I left out a, a syllable in there, but it, uh, it seems like they're different things. Pteranodon God, I wish and I, like, pterodactyl. I wish I could beat dinosaurs. That would be so cool. Like, God, I just looked at this picture of one that just came up in my Google images. And for a second, I thought it was real because it had been like photoshopped onto a backdrop of like, like what looked like the California coast. <laughs> Wait, you thought and, it was real? Like someone really took a photo of a dinosaur? Well, just for a second, like it really looked like a photo and I got really hopeful. But Because like a chicken is technically a dinosaur to bring things back around, right? Oh, yes. So maybe that's why they made like dino nuggets or whatever they're called. Exactly. But I guess, and, and these became a thing like in the 90s that, that was like used as like a cudgel to criticize moms. Like, you know, like, you know, you let your kid eat like dinosaur shaped chicken nuggets all day long. Like, what kind of parent are you? Huh. It was, it got, it got like, like 
stirred into the the misogynistic stew. Oh, um, <laughs> oh I but, love a good to, dinosaur nugget in my stew. Yes, but like I mean, everything's pretty fucked anyway. Couldn't we just do Jurassic Park? You mean like we've already tried all kinds of other bad ideas? Like let's make a real Jurassic Park? Yes, exactly. Like would like would would a real Jurassic Park be like among the 10 worst things going on right now? Absolutely I don't think not. So? No. And like it would be so cool. It would be so like, cool. If I was like in an outhouse and got eaten by a T-Rex, like I would love that. Like that would I... be the best way to go. I would totally sacrifice my little glass of water to put it on the dashboard exactly. and watch it tremble. Yep, that is so good of you. <laughs> okay, hold on. Back to non-fast food wings. Um, well, let's right. go. Let's go fast food adjacent. Let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Should that be the first restaurant we go back to, like post pandemic? Maybe. Maybe. Um, what, wait, wait. What? Didn't we get like giant margaritas or something there? Yeah. Or like, is that what we got? That seems so random with nuggets. I mean, with wings. It's good. <laughs> no, but that's what we got. Am I right? Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it, because, because margaritas are like a sports bar thing and Buffalo Wild Wings is sort of a sports bar. But like, they're certainly not bad together. That's true. Okay. Anyway, so so like if you go to a wing place, they're going to have boneless wings. That's just and, a like, nugget. And like these are nuggets, right? That's a nugget. Yeah. Yeah. They they haven't like painstakingly deboned a wing, but even if they did, that would still be a nugget. Yes, absolutely. And they're very tasty. Like the boneless wings of Buffalo Wild Wings are great. Oh, they're delicious. Oh God, Matthew, I miss old times. Yeah, me too. Uh, okay, well let's. Uh, I I feel. Oh, we could talk about dipping sauces, but I feel like I'm done with nuggets. Yeah, I'm, I I like the barbecue sauce. I don't know what I like anymore. <laughs> All right, let's go into our segments then. Okay. I mean, we already did our first segment. Um, <laughs> nugget, nugget. Nugget like chicken products you may have encountered, something like that. Wait a minute, I thought you were playing Duck Duck Goose there for a second. <laughs> nugget, <laughs> nugget, nugget. Uh, have you ever had goose nuggets? <laughs> no, I love the idea of playing Duck Duck Goose where you're all sitting in a row and one person, or you're all sitting in a circle and one person is like, Nugget, Nugget, Nugget like chicken product, and then uh, you have to run and run and run. Oh, wait, the, the, the last thing you say is chicken product? Because I, I, I thought you were going to say it was going to like chicken, 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 nugget, but no, I like yours better. No, the... Bell, ball, ball, boot! <laughs> and then you run as fast as you can. Is it, wasn't that the idea? They have to get up and chase you? Yeah. And, and then you, you run you like... around and you take their seat? Right. Well, if the if the person fleeing makes it all around all the way around the circle, then one thing happens. But if you like catch them and tag them, then something else happens. Oh, they're out. They're out. They're yeah. out. I don't think this is a very good game, honestly. Nugget. Nugget. Yeah, no, that would that would improve it for sure. Oh man. Abby, please put this on the agenda for our next corporate retreat. <laughs> no, we're gonna oh the, the three of us are gonna play Nugget Nugget Chicken product. Okay. I'm in. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh god, I'm really I'm recording this episode in my bathrobe and it's really hot in here. Oh. 
Oh, I'm so sweaty. All right. Oh, I'm really glad I haven't showered yet. Yeah, <sighs> I haven't either. It's one of those mornings. Like, I slept in a little this morning. Uh, I, like, dragged myself out of bed. I ate a piece of toast, and now I'm talking about chicken nuggets. Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I actually, I got up a little earlier than I had intended, and I made coffee, and then I sat in bed and drank my coffee and read a book. Oh, that sounds great. Oh, my God. It was amazing. Okay. I never do sensible things like that. No, that sounds that sounds great. That sounds right? like a real Calgon. Uh, what was what was the thing Celeste like? Pizza Celeste for one. Yeah, it sounds real like a real Celeste for for one moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Our first segment is spilled mail. And we have a question from listener Rob okay. who asks. Where did you find your theme music and where can I do the same? What is the title of this cute little march? Now, first of all, like, do you think Rob wants wants to get their hands on our theme music like so so that Rob can like do a knockoff spilled milk show? Of course. I mean, Rob, okay. like, could you be more transparent? Yeah. So nice try, Rob. But but we'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, the song is has a very catchy name. It's called Vintage News Medium, and oh it comes God, with GarageBand. <laughs> yes. Oh, my so God. So if you have a Mac, this is already on your computer. Many other podcasts use it. Periodically, we've talked about the idea of, like, commissioning a new theme song, but, like, it wouldn't be better than, like, the dumb canned music we already have. No. So, oh, uh, you can also find it on YouTube if you don't have a Mac. Just search for Vintage News Medium. Enjoy, listener, Rob. We can't wait to hear your podcast. Yeah, no, make it a deep fake. Like you, like you can cut up old spill. Like at this point, we've done so many episodes of this show that like you could cut them up and make us say absolutely anything. Don't do that. But oh or but I mean, Matthew, don't why do did that you if you're going to make us say something terrible. World. But do do that if you're going to make us say something hilarious. Oh my god! Yes. Why did you say that, Matthew? Oh, the, the thing about how it, you can cut us up and yes. And, now they're oh, going to do terrible things to us. I mean, like anybody who was going to do that already had that idea. They don't need to hear about it from me. Oh, okay. Fine. Whatever. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, should we meet a cute animal you need to know? You abbreviated this on the agenda and it never occurred to, occurred to me to abbreviate it. It's, it's C-A-Y-N-T-K, like kanked. <laughs> I, <laughs> Which I, is pretty fun. I had to really sit there in front of my computer and be like, cute animals you yeah first letter is obviously q for q mm -hmm. yep there you go okay this okay. one comes to us from listener siri <gasps> and it's nico the baby seal it's oh, it's a long video we're, we're gonna put put the link in the show notes uh it's uh lives at uh, the uh, toba oh. aquarium oh. in uh, mie prefecture japan oh. i did do a little research check out and make sure this isn't like a like a uh, you know sea world like bad aquarium it seems fine I queued it up to the best part where they're like, you know, getting getting Nico like comfortable with with like the water, I guess. I don't I don't understand why you would need to like train a baby seal to do that. But anyway, they're like putting the letting the baby seal like like uh, splash around in a little bathtub. Oh, my God. It's so cute. I was just looking at the part where it's like rolling around on its back. Yeah. Oh, my God, Matthew. It's so cute. Yeah. So uh, oh listener Siri says. Oh, my God. I know it's kind of an obvious cute animal, but since clicking on this video, I can't help but feel that you indeed need to know him. And you were right, Siri. We needed we need to know Nico the baby seal, and you do too. Matthew, you need to start the video right around. This is a long video. 
And I'm just going to put it out there that you should consider starting it. Uh, if we can find a way to do the timestamp, let's start it at five minutes. Because okay. it's getting its that. face cleaned and it does this little squinty eye thing. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, started at five minutes and now it's about to roll around. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so furry. Oh my God. It's little paws. I just want to nibble them. You know how we've done day of perfect meals? Could we I do would like eat this like seal paw? I mean, like <laughs> nibble it, <laughs> not not that's, actually. That's not exactly where I was going with this. But oh, it's yeah. not. No, I was gonna say we could. Could we do like like the spilled milk perfect petting zoo, where like you come in and you get to pet like every cute animal that we've selected. Like you get to pet Whisper the stoat. You get to pet a giant river otter if you want to. Mm-hmm. You get to pet a baby seal. Uh, there was some sort of moth. Uh, oh and, yeah, the, uh, the rosy maple moth. The rosy maple moth. There was a fish, like a little a little blow blow puffer fish. That's right. I can't wait to meet Finnegan Fox. Yeah, Finnegan. You can you can yeah. So so you just get to like snuggle all these animals at once, including the slimy ones. Okay, great. It's time for our final segment. Now, but wow, stuff we're into. I'm going to go first. Please. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I follow on Instagram the uh, the writer, Alexander Chi, and he mentioned somewhere on Instagram, I don't know, but anyway, this account called Chinatown Pretty. It's at Chinatown Pretty on Instagram, and uh, the tagline is, celebrating the street style of seniors living in Chinatown. These people have the most incredible style. I aspire to be every one of them. The mixing of patterns, the, oh, the glasses. Yes. I just pulled it up. And Are you this looking is at the it? The greatest. Yes. Ash, who's, whose dad is from South Korea, has long aspired to have the fashion sense of an older Korean man. And um, I, I can't wait to share this with them. I'm, I'm looking at this picture, picture of uh, Sydney Yuen, uh, age 73. Oh, I I love this guy. Oh, my God. I love all of these people. It's incredibly inspiring. Check it out. Chinatown Pretty on Instagram. (laughs) I I just found the one where someone is wearing a sock that says my favorite salad is wine. (laughs) Delightful. (laughs) These people know how to live. Yes. All right. My Now But Wow is hosted by Nicole Byer. Is it the new season of Nailed It? No. Although I certainly recommend that. Is it her hit podcast, Newcomers? No, it's not that either. Although I also recommend that. I love everything Nicole does. No, it's her long-running podcast, Why Won't You Date Me? Uh, Which is a fantastic show about modern dating from the perspective of a black woman. And Nicole gets amazing guests like all kinds of different people. This show goes into issues of race and gender and size and gets like really deep into that stuff. But it is always funny like every second of every episode that is why won't you date me on all the podcasting platforms that is delightful i'm so glad to know about it all right matthew i think i'm ready to boot this show out of the nugget box all right let's let's uh let's boot let's boot it out of the old nugget box (laughs) uh thanks for listening to spilled milk we already did the closing joke i'm molly weisenberg and i'm matthew amster burton also, our, our producer is Abby Circatel. <laughs> yeah, you can also find us on, on Reddit. Right, you know what? Like, yeah, if you want to send us some listener mail, contact at SpilledMilkPodcast.com. We have a Reddit, subreddit. It's reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk. And, uh, you know, it's our show. We can do things in any order we want. We already signed off, so bye. Bye. <laughs>
God, where did this part of the agenda oh, go? It's further. It's further down. Where the heck is it? It's in the section that says, let's oh, go s- deep on McNuggets. Okay. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 